You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Today on Preaching Source, we have with us Dr. David Allen, who is the dean of the new Southwestern School of Preaching. Dr. Allen, welcome to Preaching Source. Thank you, Dr. McCarty. It's certainly a pleasure to be a part of this. Dr. Allen, you've been one of the leaders in creating the movement toward text-driven preaching. Uh, Let's hear it right from you. What is text-driven preaching? Well, for the past 20 years, I've been using that term, text-driven preaching, in my classes really to describe what I mean by expository preaching. Today, the term expository preaching has become so broad and so elastic that it covers things that really aren't, uh, don't really fall under the umbrella of genuine exposition. So what has been happening in more recent years, the faculty, the preaching faculty here at Southwestern Seminary, we have been uh, developing and refining the concept of text-driven preaching. And basically what text-driven preaching is, is this. It is an attempt to stay true to the substance, the structure, and the spirit of the text. Now what we mean by that, the substance of the text the text, is what the text is about. What is the theme of the text? What is the text about? And what is it saying about it? And so good text-driven preaching lets the text drive the sermon, and it stays with the text, and it develops that text. The sermon develops the text as the text itself unfolds. Homileticians sometimes speak of the subject and the complement or topic and assertion uh, in terms of the theme of a text. And so this is what we're talking about with explicating the substance of that text. Good text-driven preaching is going to stay with that text. What does that text mean? What is it saying? And that's the first point of the substance of the text. Well, then secondly, text-driven preaching will stay true to the structure of the text. That concerns the way in which the author actually develops the his text and the meaning of that text, the theme of that text, uh, through st- traditional syntax and semantics. A text not only has syntactical structure in the sense that it has uh, sentences and clauses and phrases, and it has mainline information and subordinate information. It has a certain syntactical structure to it, but it also has a semantic structure. There's a meaning structure that is being expressed there uh, that is greater than just what one finds in the individual sentences. Paragraph units have meaning, and we are attempting to discern the structure of that text, not only syntactically, but also what we call semantically. And that's what we're about, trying to identify and represent the exact meaning the author has intended to convey in that text, and then to express that and to repackage that in ways uh, that an audience can understand, to put it in their language and on their level and with concepts and terms uh, that they can clearly understand. So a text-driven sermon is a sermon whose structure is informed by the structure of the text. It is a text, a sermon that is driven by the actual structure of the text. In other words, if a text has one main point and two subpoints, if that's the actual structure of that text, then a sermon is going to replicate that. It will have one main point and it will have two subpoints. If a text has three main points and one subpoint, then the sermon will replicate that. The sermon will have three main points 
and one subpoint. Whatever the structure of that text is in terms of its meaning, that becomes that is what is replicated in the sermon. That's what we're talking about. Text uh, the uh, text-driven preacher, preaching, uh, text-driven preaching in terms of the actual structure of the text. And then number three. Text-driven preaching stays true to the spirit of the text. In other words, an author has encoded this text in a certain genre. Some texts in Scripture are narrative. Some are letters, like the letters of the New Testament. Some are more poetic in nature, like Psalms and Proverbs. And God was pleased to incorporate many different genres in the giving of His Word. Text-driven preaching respects those genres, such that each sermon is not a cookie-cutter-type sermon that's structured in the same way whether it comes from a narrative in Genesis or Romans 8 or Revelation 3 or any other passage, Psalm 23. No, each of those is a different genre. And so a text-driven sermon is a sermon that seeks to express itself according to the genre of the text that that is being delivered, is being preached. So this is really what we're talking about. These three major concepts, the substance of the text, the structure of the text, and the spirit of the text, communicating that, this is what we're talking about when we say text-driven preaching. All right, then, Dr. Allen, how then does uh, text-driven preaching differ from what is commonly called expository preaching? What's, is, is there a difference? And if so, what would you say that difference is between text-driven preaching and expository preaching? Well, in one sense, the terms are essentially synonymous, because when I use text-driven preaching to describe uh, the kind of preaching that we ought to be doing, I am using that term as a little bit more of a, de- of a descriptor for what I mean by expository preaching. In other words, here is what I think expository preaching should be doing. It should be staying true to the substance, structure, and spirit of the text. Now, not everything that goes under the umbrella of expository preaching today does that. And that's why I think the term text-driven preaching is a viable term, a good term uh, for what we're talking about. So the difference, one of the ways of describing uh, the difference, one way we might might go about doing that is to say that... Uh, uh, compare sermons that would be, many people would consider expository sermons uh, that we might say, yes, that sermon is text-centered, but it is not text-driven. And let me give some examples of that. For example, a sermon that's text-centered is a sermon that should be based on a text of Scripture and would be about that text. But a text-driven sermon would be a sermon that is based on the text, is about that text, and is derived from that text and clearly explains the meaning of that text. Those are slightly different concepts. A text-centered sermon is a sermon that might focus on the textual theme, but a text-driven sermon would focus on that textual theme as that theme is actually developed in the text itself, such that the text-driven sermon would develop the theme exactly as the text develops it. A text-centered sermon might be a sermon that has a point or points that are usually drawn from the text, but a text-driven sermon is a sermon that will only have as many points as the text has, and always those points will be drawn from the text. A text-centered sermon is a sermon that will have 
textual secondary information which may or may not be developed in the sermon. A text-driven sermon will develop the secondary information within the text in relation to the main line information within that text. In a text-centered sermon, the sermon structure might be imposed on the text. But in a text-driven sermon, the sermon structure is actually borrowed from the structure of the text. The structure of the text informs and drives the structure of the sermon. In a text-centered sermon, application relates to or has some connection to the text, but the application may not be derived from the main points of the text. But in a text-driven sermon, application should flow directly and even exclusively from the text. In a text-centered sermon, creativity is generally unguided by the text. It's whatever the preacher wants to do in that area. But in a text-driven sermon, the creativity is generally guided by the genre as well as the textual clues that are found within the text itself. In text-centered sermons or some expository sermons, there's a tendency to pick short texts one or two or three verses. But a text-driven sermon demands a natural preaching unit, like a paragraph, or an entire pericope, a thought unit within a text, whether it's a narrative or a letter or whatever genre. We take the paragraph units or larger and preach those. A text-centered sermon may ignore or could even sideline the author's intended meaning, but the text-driven sermon will clearly surrender to the author's intended meaning and do everything possible to bring that out in the sermon. A text-centered sermon, the context may be easily overlooked, but in a text-driven sermon, context is actually vital uh, to uh, proper sermon development. These are the kinds of things, Dr. McCarty, I would say uh, help us to differentiate between what's often called expository preaching in a broad brush kind of a way that, yeah, is centered on a text, but everything doesn't develop or flow from the text. Text-driven preaching lets everything, everything from the exposition, illustration, application, everything is textually driven. Everything flows naturally out of the text. Hmm. So text-driven preaching is, it sounds to me like you're aiming at a a refinement to try to make uh, expository preaching truly expository. Would that be a fair statement? That would be a fair statement. That's exactly right. Okay. The the movement toward text-driven preaching, of which the Southwestern School of Preaching is, is at the forefront, is there a theological motivation for this? Is there a particular theological viewpoint that underscores this or drives this movement? Well, yes, there is. You know, John Stott insightfully commented one time that the essential secret of preaching is not mastering certain techniques, but rather being mastered by certain convictions. And I think all preaching rests on certain convictions. It rests on a certain theology about the nature of God, about the nature of the Bible, and about the nature of the gospel. And so text-driven preaching is theological in nature. Ultimately, I would argue that sermon form should be dictated by theology. What we believe about the nature and the sufficiency of Scripture will largely determine how uh, sermons are structured. Text-driven preaching doesn't entail uh, enslavement to a purely deductive sermonic form nor artificial outlining techniques like a three-point structure or alliteration. All of those may have their place, but a good text-driven sermon 
is a sermon that will explain the meaning of that text and a sermon that can be couched in a variety of forms, but ultimately will be dictated by the actual genre of that text. Since God was pleased to employ many different genres, narrative, poetry, prophecy, letters, uh, good text-driven preaching will actually reflect, reflect that variety. So there's a broad umbrella of sermon styles and structures that can uh, rightfully be called text-driven, but ultimately there is a theology that undergirds it, the inerrancy of Scripture, the nature of biblical revelation, which results in inerrancy of Scripture, inspiration, inerrancy, sufficiency of Scripture, and the recognition that language, the way language works, how language is communicated, how people communicate with one another, uh, those are the kinds of things that undergird what text-driven preaching is all about and why uh, we do it as we do it. So yes, there is a certain theology uh, behind this that is driving it. All right. Uh, let me ask you a, a practical bottom line results uh, sort of question. What practical difference does this make to a, a pastor in a local church? And, and what difference in terms of results of fruit uh, does true text-driven preaching make to the average parishioner in the pew? Well, I think the answer to that is in the power of the Word of God itself. Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is living and active and sharper than a double-edged sword. It pierces to the dividing of the soul and spirit, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Paul talks about uh, in Ephesians the power of the Word and, and the author of Hebrews as well, and all the New Testament authors emphasize that. So what we need, what people need, is to hear from God. In Scripture, as J.I. Packer once said, Scripture is God preaching. And if that's the case, if Scripture is the very Word of God, and if we believe in verbal plenary inspiration, according to 2 Timothy 3.16, if all Scripture is God-breathed, then the best kind of preaching that's going to benefit people in the long term in their life would be genuine expository preaching in a text-driven kind of a way, where we take books of the Bible, Take the paragraphs or the sections of those books and, and preach uh, seriatim through those week after week. That's going to feed the people the meat of the Word. That will fulfill Paul's mandate, preach the Word uh, to Timothy. That's what will build people up, edify them, build them up in the faith, is the preaching of the Word of God, faithfully preaching the text of Scripture. Not what the preacher thinks, not what's uh, happening in the contemporary world, though good preaching will always relate to that and speak to it. But text-driven preaching takes the words of God and communicates them to the people of God and communicates them to unsaved people so they can hear the gospel clearly and know what God says and what God expects of them. So the benefits are enormous. Topical preaching is preaching about the Bible. Expository, text-driven preaching is preaching the Bible. And there's a world of difference. And what people need is not what I think or not what any other preacher thinks. What they need is what God says. And what God says is inscripturated in the Word of God, the Bible. And when we preach clearly the meaning of text of Scripture to people, that's what benefits them in the long term. You know, I've lived long enough now, having pastored uh, two churches for 21 years in the past, having done over a dozen interim pastorates in my lifetime. And I now receive emails from people, or sometimes uh, people will get in touch with me. I've seen them, heard from them in years. And they'll say, you know, 
I didn't think about it then, didn't realize it then, but now I look back, and when we sat under your preaching as you unfolded the Word of God, preaching through books like 1 John or Genesis or Ephesians, that fed me week by week the Word of God, and it changed my life. And so I get emails like that and calls and contacts like that, and I realize that what people need is the Word of God. That's what changes lives. That's what transforms people. So preaching the Word of God, that's where the rubber meets the road in the lives of people. That's what changes their life, touches their life, gives them strength when the going is tough, when the storms of life come. It's the Word of God the promises of God in Scripture, the power of God, the truth of God's Word. It's that that God uses to build up His people and carry them through life, as well as teach them what He wants them to know and believe. The best kind of preaching that does that is text-driven preaching. Okay, Dr. Allen, one final question, and I'm uh, really curious about this. Andy Stanley is a uh, pastor and preacher has had a lot of influence, especially among younger pastors in the contemporary world. Uh, I've uh, raised my eyebrows just a little bit recently when uh, I heard that Andy referred to expository preaching as cheating. Uh, is, uh, is, are you familiar with that, that comment? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, do, do you have an opinion on that? Do you, do you want to agree with him or disagree with him? Is, uh, I'll, I'll ask here, uh, is Andy right? Is expository preaching cheating? Well, let me say this. Andy gets some things right, but on this one, he got it dead wrong. He could not be uh, further from the truth. I don't, I'm not sure what, uh, what caused Andy to make that statement, but that, that statement is, uh, frankly, it borders on the ludicrous, really. And the reason it does is um, preaching, and I think probably what Andy thinks is, what Andy's thinking about, I think, is what he would call boring expository preaching. Preaching that just uh, doesn't connect with people. It's it's just a history lesson. It's you go verse by verse, and you you know this Greek word means this, and this Greek word means that. Well, that's not expository preaching. That's the we should never do that. Uh, preaching needs to be done creatively and done well, and it needs to be good communication. Good preaching is good communication, and uh, so I think I really think that uh, Andy's missed it on that one. I, I really do. Because, you see, it actually, it's just the opposite is the case. Um, it's easy to get up, combine three or four funny stories with your own personal illustration, a little bit of leadership principles from over here, and put all that together into life coaching, and, and we can get 10,000 people to listen to that and go away thinking, oh, my gracious, this is the best thing since sliced bread. But in reality, that is not going to to carry people but very far down the road. The Word of God will. You know, by what hubris do we uh, think that we have something more to say and better to say to the people of God uh, than what God Himself has said? It's, a, it's actually what Andy has said is really it, the opposite is the case. Uh, expository preaching done well is not cheating at all. In fact, I would simply say to those who want to really preach the Word of God and, and dig into it, look at it in the original languages and develop it and preach it the way it needs to be preached in such a way that accurately communicates the meaning within context and that touches lives, then as Winston Churchill said to his people during the Second World War, when it comes to that kind of sermon preparation, oh, it's not cheating. 
Winston Churchill would say, I have nothing to offer you but blood, sweat, toil, and tears. It takes work. And I know because I've done it for many years, and I've taught it for many years. And I know that it does take work to do this kind of preaching well. Can expository preaching, and should it be done creatively? Absolutely. Should it be interesting? Absolutely. Should it be even fun? Sure it can be. It can be all of those things, but it can't be any of those things shouldn't be any of those things apart from being the Word of God clearly given to the people of God. And the best way to do that is in a text-driven format that gives people the very words of Scripture, explains it, illustrates it, applies it to their life, connects it, communicates it well. So I would say that all of these ingredients are important for what's really a good uh, preaching and good text-driven preaching. Dr. Allen, thank you for your leadership here at Southwestern School of Preaching, and thank you for being with us here today on Preaching Source. Oh, it's my privilege, Dr. McCarty. Thank you.